Warning! This episode contains foul language, ghost sex, and the greatest poem ever written. podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, spooky, gross, scary, and everything in between. And this is part two of our Holly Weird episode. Holly Weird is the word made up by my co-host, <laughs> Lauren. Don't put that on me. It's a lie. It's a I wish stress. it was true. It's not true. She didn't make it up. If you listen to I part wish. one, you would know that. Speaking of, you do not need to listen to part one to listen to part two, but you should because we had a ton of fun. It's a little bit longer, has a little more information. A little bit longer, a little bit more information. Wasn't a good place to cut that one because (laughs) it just went on. Just went on and on and on, but it's a ton of fun. And our guest this week is Blair Gorman, who is just the coolest. Such Um, a delight. Blair works in stop animation on the show Super Mansion and Robot Chicken, and she is the official meme queen of the internet, I swear to God. True. Anyways, enough about our perfect guest. You're going to hear a lot from her this week, so look forward to that. She has a really wonderful voice. She does, and she doesn't like hearing herself, which yeah. makes me upset because she sounds amazing. She sounds incredible. She's the perfect rasp. She was like, I'm probably not going to listen to this because my yeah. voice, and I was lis- I was editing, and I was like, she has a really good voice. She could be like a sexy phone operator. What sexy are those called? Phone. Like 900 numbers? Like, she's mm-hmm. got the good low rasp yes. goodness to her voice. She's fun to listen to. I like it a lot. I do too. So, you can welcome back Blair. Which welcome, Black, welcome, welcome Black Blair. Welcome Black Blair. Speaking of, Blair sent us an update which was something we covered in part yes, one, correct? Uh, yes, we talked about Hollywood Forever a little bit. and Which Blair, is owned by Paramount. Which, yes, is owned by Paramount. And so Blair sent us this text following the episode and said, just wanted to let you guys know that my friend informed me some of the Hollywood Forever bodies were buried under Paramount's property. So a few years ago, when a pipe burst and flooded the studio, the bodies started floating up onto the ground level of the property this is probably why people there are seeing ghosties going to and fro. And then she ended it with, holy fuck. <laughs> holy fuck. Special, Special facts. facts. So that was crazy. It is just hearsay at this point, but yeah. what a crazy story. Yeah, I tried to look up, um, you know, a news story or something where that actually happened. Same. Because that's some poltergeist shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's it's insane. like the actual yes. movie Poltergeist. The bodies right there. coming up in the pool. Bodies coming up in the pool. Woo. But I mean, what it could have been, it could have been something as simple as like a pipe burst and it flooded and people were smelling something sure. horrible. Like a rotten smell. Yeah, a rotten smell. And then they discovered that like Paramount was actually built on some of the graves, mm-hmm. which still really fucked up. But, you know, not bodies bursting right. through the floor. Maybe not up. actual bodies were seen, yeah. but then people just came up with their own conclusions mm-hmm. after. And then the rumors spread Mickey. and the rumors spread. And then yep, it, yep, all of a yep. sudden it went from like, it smells weird to there's bodies in the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> 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 Still a cool story. 
Very cool story. That's <laughs> terrifying. No, but that I, you know, I, I, I tried to research it. I was looking, I was trying to look up like this ever happening and I couldn't find anything. But of course, like the conspiracy theorist in me was like, well, You're obviously if something like that would happen, you would do everything you could to, to keep that out of the public keep eye. That Paramount out of the public. would not yeah. want that release. No one would want to work with them ever again. No, people would not. We built be our facilities over the graves. Over some graves. Yeah, that's not that's not a good look, Paramount. I, I agree. It's true. I tried to look it up, and at first talk, was disappointed. Yeah. Like, man, this must just be rumors. I can't find any news stories. And then I had that same moment of, well, why would this be like public news yeah. that we all can find easily? Yeah, especially so if it point. wasn't bodies floating up and it's just like it smells weird, that yeah. could be easily covered. Like, well, it was For sewage. Sure. Yep. And True maybe that. it was sewage. Anyways, we don't know. But crazy. But crazy nonetheless. I have a couple of things. We had a, we had several people write in this week, which was really cool. We really appreciate that. Um, that's Thanks, our Holly favorite weirdos. thing. Yeah, Holly weirdos. Mm, another word made up. By you know, just that one might be me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Natalie Wood. We had a listener write in. Her name is Lacey, and she's a dream. She was commenting on some of our Instagram pics. Um, she said, Lacey said that in the documentary style TV show, Too Young to Die, which you can watch on Netflix, they include Natalie Wood's death and uh, I believe she said episode five. What originally attributed to her lifelong fear of water is her own mother telling her when she was a child that she saw uh, that she was going to drown in dark water. So her own mother told her that when she was a little girl. And that's what like first made her like, oh, I'm terrified of water now. Right. Apparently, when she was pregnant with Natalie, she saw a medium or fortune teller or something who told her Natalie's death would be related to water and told her to tell her to keep away from murky waters. So all through growing up, Natalie was afraid of water. Following in her into adulthood, she wouldn't even get into her own pool at her house, <laughs> which That's gives insane. even more credence to the fact that she wouldn't willingly get into the water that night. Like right. even to get into a boat to she go to land. She never would have gotten in the water. She there wouldn't are, have gotten anywhere near this it. This fear has been instilled in her from yeah. in the womb. And that's not like a, you know, that wasn't something that came out after she died. That was something that was like public knowledge throughout Before. her career yeah. that she was scared of water. I know. Actually, Crazy Betty time. Davis even qu- um, threatened to quit production. I don't remember what movie it was that they were on together, but she threatened to quit if Natalie had to perform a water-ish type stunt because Man. Natalie was so scared. scared this is crazy to give credence to what i had speculated about how i didn't think that robert wagner purposefully pushed her in and held her down but that he just didn't help when she when he you know should have helped her apparently lana natalie's sister has said that at one point when dennis Deverne, who was the captain mm-hmm, if you remember mm-hmm. had had a little bit to drink this was like years or months or years after the death of natalie He had had a little bit to drink and he told Lana that Robert and Natalie were fighting and that Natalie went in somehow and Dennis moved to help her and Robert said, quote, leave her there, teach her a lesson. No. Yeah. Uh, Dennis denies this, but Lana says that to this day, she does not think that Robert killed her sister, but she definitely thinks that there is more to the story that needs to be uncovered. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, Bikes. Yikes. Bikes. That's crazy. (laughs) I just want to know. I know. I do too. I I really do feel like it's one of those things where like uh, the only way we're going to figure it out. 
You know what I mean? Like the cops aren't going to figure anything new out. The only way we're going to figure it out is like either Robert Wagner on his deathbed or Chris Walken on his deathbed. Right. Like it's going to be someone coming Mm -hmm. out with the truth last minute. Yeah. I hate it. I'm so bad at just letting mysteries be like watch. I used to watch the show Unsolved Mysteries and I was like, why do I put myself through this? Because I have to know. Have you seen the Jeepers Creepers episode of Unsolved Mysteries? Excuse me? Okay. So uh, the movie Jeepers Creepers, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. I'm familiar. We can't enjoy it that much anymore because the guy oh, who directed it is a huge pedophile and huge child rapist. Bag of so crap. that's horrible. But that concept of like the couple, it was a couple in real life. It wasn't a brother sister duo, but it was a man and a woman. And they were driving some like back road country garbage street. And they saw what they thought was a person moving a body. And they, you know, kept driving and decided, like, we have to call this in. This seems crazy. And the person came after them and, like, tried to run them off the road. But no joke, like, the the, um, Unsolved Mysteries episode where they're doing the reenactment, it's, like, shot for shot the first, like, 30 minutes of Of Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. Yeah. My gosh. Do you think Jeepers Creepers got their inspiration I, from that? Possibly. Possibly. Is it just crazy coincidence? I, he never mentioned it. Um, all right. All right. So maybe not. But even like down to like the design of the truck, the, the beating oh. you truck. Be eating you. Right. <laughs> Be eating you. Be eating you. I love it. Interesting. We have another write-in. I love that. You're going to love this one. This is I'm one of stoked. your stories. So Scott, uh, Scotty Youngbauer, who is one of your favorite guests on our show he was in our dolls, dolls. episode and he was also in our web oh, our for dark Pete's sake. Web, yeah, yeah the dark web ep and um he wrote in he's like he's seen every movie that's ever been made i think it's I, actually the craziest thing i've ever encountered every if you talk to time, him I'm like, and mention this movie, a movie he's, he's like seen yeah, it. i've seen it it could be this crazy obscure yeah, film and i he's try seen and it. like stump him you if i see a movie that i'm like scott hasn't seen this and i bring it up and he's like yeah that's the one with so-and-so and, and he like, knows Pop. every line to yeah. every movie yeah. too which you do that as well i don't understand your memory but well it's fine i'm an idiot savant <laughs> <laughs> you are so scott ronan a movie recommendation for you all, and I guess us, because I doubt you've seen this movie. I haven't seen this movie. Maybe you probably have. Not. I don't want to like put that on you. I probably but haven't. There's a movie called The Cat's Meow from 2001 starring Kirsten Dunst. What? Edward Herman and Eddie Izzard. And what? it's about, yeah, it's what about. What cast is this? Right? It's my dream cast. It's about the mysterious murder of Thomas Ince. Okay. Yeah. So the whole movie takes place. On the boat, the night of the party. Okay, how do you pronounce the guy's name from Carrie Yules? Is that how you pronounce his name? From Princess Bride and Saw. Oh, right. It's like Yules. Yules. I know. I feel like I've heard it said so many different ways. I say Yules. I say Yules too, but I'm kind of like, I know. I don't know if that's (laughs) correct. That's how I've said it for all of time. For your whole life. Okay, cool. So Carrie Yules plays Thomas Ince whose birthday they were celebrating on the boat. Edward Herman, a.k.a. Richie Rich's dad, plays William Randolph Hearst. Dun, dun, dun. Kirsten Dunst plays Marion Davies, who has a fling with Charlie Chaplin, who's portrayed by Eddie freaking 
is there? I was going to ask, who's Eddie? It's Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. It's my dream movie. Apparently um, supposed to be the target. Yes. Which we discussed. Also, apparently, uh, because whoever made this movie made it especially for me, Jennifer Tilly plays Luella Parsons. Oh, my God. Who was the gossip columnist that maybe possibly probably helped Hearst cover up the murder of Ince. Sure, as um, most people did. Yeah, anyways, it's got like a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's kind of surprising, and I'm definitely going to check this out for Eddie Izzard alone, because he's my favorite That's person. awesome. Yeah. I And what's so funny is when I was reading the story last week, I even thought, I wonder if anyone has made a movie on this, cause it, which I figured someone had, but it was probably this like, under the radar, blah, blah, blah. But this actually seems like a pretty good movie yeah, that I, I want to so watch. Too. I think this will be good. I like um, that cast. Yeah, I from what I read, like the you know the reviews and stuff. Mostly, it said like the performance or the performances are incredible. The story's kind of like so so. But the thing is, is like that's not. I don't know how I would make an interesting like two hour movie out about of that, that small event. Small event. Yeah, you know, because it was like Hearst thinks that his wife or lover it was or a lover yeah people yeah, said they were always kind of like with like charlie undercover. chaplin yeah. and then right tries then to there's... shoot a guy but i think there's more before and after mm-hmm. the yacht event that could keep i think interest. well that's what i think would be a better movie is i think that if you had the yacht event at the very beginning of the movie and mm-hmm. then you saw everything that took place after right that the cover-ups like the, the cover people up, who were silenced like, and people that were silenced and also um i was reading somewhere that like almost almost every single person's testimony there was like not one person that said the same thing as another person right it kept changing yeah it kept yeah. changing and like no one had the same story mm-hmm. so yeah it's absolutely. a lot like the natalie wood situation only a whole boat full of people and it's a lot like Superman, like that story yes. where everyone's story was changing in the house. That's when you know shit is shady. Shady. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just a Hollywood thing. Like, it is. You know, it very well could be that the person who carried out, you know, for example, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken was hot shit, but he wasn't, you know, Robert Wagner was at the time, like at the height of his career, he was sort of an institution. Right. So he could have very easily, you know, Christopher Walken could have known a little bit more then he, but like at the time, it's like, she's already dead. What am I going to yeah. do? Like, especially if Robert Wagner is like, do you want to have a career? Exactly. It's like, like yes, you I, better I, stay quiet. I do want to have a career. And that's William Randolph Hearst. He was able to silence everyone around him because yeah. he was one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. Was he a it was producer? just crazy. I forget. I know, me too. I'm blanking. And I, I know it was in that like, article I was reading. He was a media mogul of sorts. Yeah, it was a film mogul is what yeah. it said, which I assume that means like producer or right. the studio or something. I mean, he, like we were saying, he basically owned actresses, but yeah. I don't know exactly what his title was. I bet but... he owned a studio. Didn't he own? I don't know. No, I don't either. I Guys, feel if like... you're out there, you're Hello. probably screaming the answer Just at us. shouting but... at us because we probably said it uh, seven days ago. <laughs> But yeah, he's he's someone very someone important. Very I mean, important, we know so. he had a lot of power and that sucked for Thomas Ince. <clears throat> so the only other thing before we like jump into this episode is I actually did. I texted my friend Dan and then he had to text my friend Eureka. But we tracked down one of the videos from the um, escape house yes. that I told you guys about how we were hearing that screaming, which is that in the first part or is that in this part? <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's a great question. It may be in part two. Is it in part two or part one? 
I actually want to say it's in part two. I feel like you said it towards the end. Yeah, me too. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, so when should we splice this? So, in? Well, yeah, we'll play this audio for you. This is the audio from the uh, escape house that I talked about last week or this either week. talked about or is <laughs> or about to talk about. about to talk about either, either way, way it'll be relevant this, yeah we're gonna put this in here somewhere <laughs> may i do you have it yes open? i have it pulled wonderful up. so i'm gonna play this for you guys here you watch this yeah yeah holy moly okay I know. um this is there was a longer video and i no one really knows what happened to it but they did send me like a little one so here's the audio for the escape room scream Masters, what's happening? All the, the music is off, sound is off. Listen. Again. What? So, so that scream was out of nowhere. That scream is out of nowhere. I mean, the thing is, is that um, I... You can see it's a video, so you can see the people in the room. You can see that there's not a... Because the thing is, is sometimes we do have, like, parties where there's, like, 18 kids in one room, and they're loud, yeah. and they're shouting, and they're screaming, blah, 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 and it's a nightmare. Uh, but this was just, like, two people working the room, and the people in the room are even like, what the hell is that? Yeah, like, they, they thought it was part of the around. game, yeah. but it's not. And, How many people were in there at the time? Uh, well, Dan was in in the room. I think there like was only the two. Room. It was just those it was two just people those that we two see. People that was in the room. They were only doing one room. It was the Royal Palace, and Dan was. Uh, I think he was training someone because he had someone else in the like control room with him. Yeah. But they both said like we do, we were not playing any audio. Like no one else was in the house with us. It was very clearly in the house. Yeah. It wasn't like it something right happening there. on the street. And he was basically like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And he sent it to us that night and was like, guys, have you ever heard anything like right. this? And we were what like, is of course screen? we haven't. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard. Ooh. If I heard something like that, I would move to a different state. Right. I'd, I'd head out of town real quick <laughs> on horseback. On horseback. <laughs> I don't know why on, on a horseback, rocket ship. But... Anyways. So I definitely up. wanted to share that with you guys. Do you have anything else to add before we uh, pop into this sode? I don't think so. Those are the main things from Blair and our other wonderful listeners. Mm -hmm. I'm mostly over here Googling what William, William Randolph Hearst was. He was an American businessman, politician, and newspaper publisher oh, who built the nation's largest newspaper right. chain and media company, Hearst Communications. That's, that's what right, it is. I was like, he, I swear he had his own business. Yeah, because Hearst he Communications. hired... The woman that, the Luella or whatever that uh, Jennifer Tilly plays in the movie. Yeah. She was like a gossip columnist. That's how he was able to hire her. And he hired her, I'm pretty sure uh, he hired her as part of the cover-up. Yep. And that makes sense. Hearst Communications. I was sitting here like, is it like a production company? Yes. So sorry to everyone for yeah, us anyways. not knowing things all the time. Bye. Sorry Thank you. You're so sorry. Thank you for listening. Um, so if you ever listen to an episode and you have some fun things to add for us, whether it's movie recommendations or more to the story that you've heard or a cool documentary about the thing that we're talking about, 
please send it in to us. Yes, this, we it's, love it's it. It's like our favorite thing. We, we It doesn't happen every episode, but when it does, we get very, very, very excited. I know, because <laughs> it, it helps our story go further. The yes. things that we told you, it mm-hmm. adds on to the story. It adds excitement. And we will. We'll share it in the next episode. Right. And if you ever contribute to our show and you're like, give me a shout out, we'll give we you a shout out. We always will. And we just like being able to interact with you guys because we're so appreciative that yeah, you listen. We love you so much. We love you. Anyways, we hope you enjoy part two of Holly Weird. And join us next week. Yeah, yeah next it'll week. be three weeks It'll be in next a row. week. Next week, we're going to be talking about vampires. Vampies. <laughs> Good old vampies. excited. So enjoy the episode and keep it weird. Keep it weird. Celebrity ghost stories. I want to hear a spooky yeah. one. Right. Okay. The spooky one. Which they're all they're all fun. Yeah. But this one has like some little twisties in it. Let's yes. see here. I like it. I like it. Twisty. So it involves Alan Thick. Alan. Alan. Alan Thick, who everyone knows from Growing Thicke Pains, kind of, you know. Oh, never I, mind. I was thinking of Robin Thick. I know and you I was were. like, he's such a piece Let's of shit. Let's not think Ooh, of Robin Thick. Robin Thick is a again. super piece Ever of shit. Again. Alan Thick, though. Who is going to cheat on Paula Patton? Like, she's not a And then write a whole actress. album that she didn't want about her. Like, she must felt so awful and so embarrassed. She's she not a great a, actress, I but she's Alan like one of the most beautiful people that's ever She's one of the most beautiful humans, and ew that he was grinding on stage with my Cyrus, like get your shit together, sir. But Alan, get all your shit, get it together, and get the fuck out. So I don't want it. That's not who we're talking about. about. It's not what it's about. Well, and Alan Alan died last year. I know, so sad. Did he? What I choose to remember (sighs) from is, um, you know, Tim and Eric and Steve Brule, Naples. Yes, Naples, Naples. Oh my God, love Steve Brule. Sweet Uh, baby, Riley. Could go on about that. No, no, it's not the time for this. I know. Oh my gosh, in my heart. Watch a video. That's all I ever want to talk about in my whole life. But I'm not going to do it. Instead, Naples. Um, <laughs> so, old Naples here. Um, this is back before all that. This is in 1988. Oh, okay. Alan the year Thicke. of my birth. Oh, really? I'm yes. 89. Me. As oh, my God. I'm right. 89. I don't remember. Um, nope. This whiskey is really starting to take effect. I'm so glad that everyone <laughs> likes it. Uh, I feel like we're going down a weird path. Yeah, you know what? That's actually something we did not talk about. Um, this whiskey punch that we're drinking is not just like whiskey in a jar. It is infu- Blair made infused whiskey. It sat for a month. Yeah, you should, anytime you're infusing anything, for the most part, you should let it sit for at least a month. Uh, this is Honeycrisp Apple and rosemary so especially if you're using a thick fruit like that let it sit as long as you can you know what i tell joe that every time i'm in the bath and he's like when are you gonna get out and i'm like you have to let the thick fruit let it ferment ferment as long as it can go on i agree Fuck Joe. Uh, Robin Thick. <laughs> <laughs> Not Robin Thick. Alan Thick Thick Thick. Naples Naples. Rest um in peace. so in 1988 he went on a peace mission with his son Brandon with the Red Army Choir they're doing a song together has nothing to do with anything else in the story okay but that's, but that's the where they were yeah. so why he went there went to Moscow he, he went to the Grand Imperial Hotel 
And he said, I just remember this weird memory of watching him say this where he's like, it was the coldest it possibly could have been on Earth. Not his <laughs> voice at all, but that's what I choose to use. He was just so I like that's astonished. that's the best way to do Alan Thicke's voice goes. It was so this deep. This is not what it he was sounds like. like. You can't recreate it as a woman because he had that like, deep. Yes, he was, Here's I'm the a dad. Thing. I'm a father of many children and we sort of have Christian We are values. very good at impressions here at Keep It Weird. Yeah, you're going to hear more. We did Wait, a really really Keep it weird or we impersonate male actors and we do a real good job. Yes, we do. I'm proud of all of us here tonight and we should be nominated for shit. (laughs) So he goes to Russia to do this peace mission with his son. Um, He gets to this hotel, the Grand Imperial Hotel, which is very stoic building, very thick stone. And everyone there when he gets in lobby is all uh, either military or kind of the style of the times. Decidedly, it was very militaristic. Uh, So it had just a very strong presence. And he gets checked in. He's being led to his room. With They shared one room. Um, and already in the hallway on the way to the room, he kind of starts seeing shadows kind of in the middle back of him and like keeps turning to look at him. And there's this weird electrical surge that keeps flickering the lights on and off just in that hallway, not in any of the other directions he can see. And doesn't think that's super cool, but, you know, he goes in the room. They get settled. It's a very simple room, uh, just like... A TV, a bed, a small desk with a small lamp. Basic shit. And the TV all of a sudden just turns on static. No. Yep. Not I don't. about full on poltergeist. Never shit. happening in my life. No. I don't have a TV right now, actually. Uh, so that happens. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, it goes on for multiple minutes. Which when you're telling a story, saying two minutes sounds like nothing. But think about that. That's yeah. kind of a lot. Yeah, think about like it. One Mississippi, fear, two like, Mississippi. Yeah. And you're like, what? three Mississippi. Like, that's seconds. Four. Think about <laughs> minutes of that. So no, many exactly. Mississippis in yeah. that that's amount of time. 120 and of them. 120 of them. Yeah. Good that's man. a lot. Thank you. They don't know where the remote is either, if there is one. <laughs> they don't? They don't know if there is one exist. or where oh, okay. it would be. And then Vanished. after two minutes, turns off great then Perfect. they start hearing a loud arguing of multiple voices like a group of voices in their bathroom not a shared bathroom not in the hallway oh. their personal hotel bathroom and they're like oh no 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 finally alan goes opens the door no one in there of course of course of not. course there is not uh and then a few minutes after that they hear three distinct knocks on the door of the hotel room and so alan Opens the door, goes out into the hallway, which it's pretty late by then, so no one's out. It's dark in the hallway. Um, it's just darkness. But he sees at the end of the hallway, which is pretty long, but you can still tell there's a fucking figure of a dude at the end of the hallway, like still moving forward in a long black cloak. And he's still like distinctly moving, but not trying to be discreet, like not trying to be a shadowy person. And hiding it all. He's yeah. there and, and this not, is like, his ding fucking dong space. Ditching. Yeah. 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 Just like and <laughs> he and uh just is just frozen the whole way the down whole the hallway. Way, which was weird for the ghost. Tooting all the way. <laughs> floofing the cloak up and down, <laughs> billowing <laughs> majestically in the hallway. Um <laughs> so he's kind of frozen in fear staring at him. And the guy 
kind of looks behind him, doesn't turn around, but like kind of looks back at him, notices him, and they're just noticing each other, and he's frozen in that space. And all of a sudden, his son calls from inside the room like, hey, Dad, what the fuck are you, you doing out in the hallway? Yeah, what's out there? He turns, not turns his body, but like turns his head for one second, and then looks back, guy's gone. No. Just straight up disappeared. Neither of them sleep that night. They just decide to stay up and not sleep because that was a lot of things that happened. That's a lot of things that's that happened in the span of like 15 minutes. Your mind yes, is going to be running rampant. And you just got to Russia. You're probably jet lagged. Right. None of this also, is it's working Russia. out. Also, it's yeah. Russia in you're 1988. In you're having a rough time. Oh, my so God. So awesome. So nice. Yeah. And you're on growing pains. Time. Like, what is going on? It's not like you're in Predator. Like, no, you you're not prepared. You're a TV you're dad for this. with nice creased docker pants. Like, this of is your life right now. Uh, so, next morning, they go down. They have some time to just look around the lobby again, I guess, or hang out, whatever. What else are you going to do? So, he's kind of walking around, enjoying the space, and notices another kind of room section they hadn't noticed before, which has a display case with some items in it. Like, oh, interesting. I'll go check out some history or whatever. And he sees quite a few items, including the same cloak he what? saw on the man in the no. hallway no. the night before. No, 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 so no, no, no. Right? What? I would have just pissed myself. I don't care what? if I'm about to go do a peace mission to, like, help bridge the gap. Nope. What is the cloak. What? Excuse the- me? It gets worse. Oh, after looking at the items and like the descriptions, uh, it had belonged to motherfucking Rasputin the Mad Monk. No way! No, I didn't. You no, are ra, serious. Ra, ra, Rasputin. <laughs> ra, ra, Rasputin. Hey, hey, what? hey. Ra, ra, Rasputin. What? <laughs> No, that's uh, but that's but so still, wonderful. That's what? Anastasia? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Um, no, right? <laughs> but yeah, so that... Oh my god, Fucking happened. That fucking happened. And he straight up saw Rasputin. And he found out after seeing that, that even though we mostly know him being in St. Petersburg... Uh-huh. Um, I guess he had conducted all of his like nefarious business in that hotel Shut in up. Russia or in Moscow... Like during the time he was alive, like that's where all his meetings, and he would carry out the business, like murdering people in that hotel. Like that was the spot. So the fact that they're holding oh, his cloak, that I cloak that you see can't. him in, like that's the one. It's all there. So like, not yeah. only are the ghosts of the people he had murdered and all that shit there, but like his ghost is clearly hanging around. So that what? fucking happened. Alan Thick. Alan Thick. <laughs> You had the best experience. Well, also the most terrifying. Also but most terrifying. What? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me with that? That's yeah. terrifying. Not as penis, though. You his penis has had there's a different a rumor museum. in St. Petersburg. Isn't that the song? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, it is. Sorry, I had to sing it because so it was glad. running through my head during most of that you story. You should have just started singing it during the story. I'm actually disappointed. Can we, like, put that in later, Actually, <laughs> Yeah, I'll actually, if you sing so it good. very quietly in the mic, I'll just loop it around. Yeah, the- don't go find the song. Like, have her just <laughs> whisper. There's a rumor in St. Petersburg. Perfect. <laughs> good. It's exactly what we want. Keep it on a loop. <clears throat> it really Perfect. goes. So oh, right. That's insane. That's insane. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. <sighs> That's the spookiest one. The other ones are very uplifting, but like that chilled me. That yeah. chilled me. Yeah. That's. I can't even believe it. If I'm going to come face to face with a ghost, guess who I don't want to come face to face with? Fucking There's not a roll of no. the tongue in there, but I wanted to do it because what? Maybe there was. We weren't there. Rasputin. We weren't there. Rasputin. 
Will you tell the Anna Nicole Smith story? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's We're not beautiful. even a story. I, just I know have it's not a story, but we need the so quote. So if you want to be beat for your horrible impression of somebody, which yes. I love, this will be even worse because I did not ever once try saying this out loud since I copy and pasted this into my Word doc <laughs> and my allergies are bad today. So let's see. Let's see what happens. So everyone talks about like, oh my God, Kesha had sex with like ghosts. No. I know. No. I want to believe everything's didn't. true. Because uh, I like all the weird shit in the world, but no. Anna Nicole Smith is the one that had sex with a ghost, and probably Kesha's and fucking stole proud of her. Kesha stole the idea. She did it. Anna Nicole Smith had a great time. <clears throat> she told FHM Mag, which had a great cover of her beautiful, beautiful face and boobies and all of that fun stuff. Um, this is her direct quote, and me attempting to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, so bad. Well. <laughs> it's already good it's already, it's already good. <laughs> oh god i can't even say that Lauren's word again laying on her back yeah, but i still have my microphone she's in corpse ready. pose <laughs> so she's in, earlier yeah i even have my arm she's in final shavasana oh my god. i'm becoming a mummy on the floor <laughs> please do okay, go continue. on brendan fraser will come to you in the night <laughs> well a ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at an apartment a long time ago in Texas. I used to, like, think it was my boyfriend. And one day I woke up and it wasn't. It was like, it's like a spirit, like, whoo, flying up. <laughs> flying up from my bed sheets. Like, it went up. I was freaked out about it. And I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me. He just gave me some amazing sex, so I have no problem. It was not a dream because it was happening every night. One night, I had woken up because I felt it coming up my leg and I saw it. Mm -hmm. I told my boyfriend he didn't believe me, of course. Men. No. No. Men. What? What else did she say? That's it. That's all that exists for that. That's all you get. That's it. First Holy of all, shit. that Anna Nicole Smith impression was terrific. So oh was it? Oh, Blair. Blair. Sure. no, it actually was. Like, Blair, it was if amazing. I close my eyes, <laughs> you felt she was. Her I felt like she was here with. I think us. she was. Maybe here. she was. Maybe was she possessed wait, she could you. Be. I hope so. She I did, did feel die. my chest. I know. I was like, go wait, from like die. a lie of a B cup to what <laughs> F cup? <laughs> like your it, boobs grew and almost Anna size. Ten times the size that day. Yeah, what did um, she have? Like F's, G's. It has like to be beyond the spectrum. Yeah. Did she push it? Like we finally recognized that large of booby cups because of her. I feel like she was maybe. the first. Well, maybe. it was either her or what's her toes, Dolly Parton. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Dolly. Oh Dolly. Dolly. So what? I know. Holy. And that buckets. wasn't. Oh, I feel like I knew. Which area of Texas that was when I started trying to look up more. Couldn't find more quotes or anything. But I feel like I had found what area of Texas. Now I can't remember. So sorry, Texas friends. Just imagine it's in your hometown. Yeah. Yep. It's Why in, not? It's in all hometown. of your hometowns. <laughs> oh, Anna. Oh, oh you. Anna. I believe it. You little believe it, believe precious it. peach. You special uh, woman. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's crazy is there are so many stories of people saying they had sex with ghosts on the internet. Yes. Like it's, I mean, some of them could be absolute bullshit, but there's enough that I'm like, this had to have happened to a few folks. It has there. to. Yeah. And there's a whole, 
ancient thing of incubus succubus mm-hmm. i mean yeah this true, is something true, that true. has existed in many cultures throughout many ages so why yeah, not? yeah 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 my gosh it's she's so weird it's just so crazy why don't they want to have sex with me is my <laughs> <Yeah>. question <laughs> i know i i'd like to experience it because i feel like most yeah. people who talk about it are like it was great and i'm like okay well where yet thanks for <laughs> where sharing yet? where yet i was single for so many years i know right? in la and where yet i know i'm unavailable now a sorry ghosts <laughs> sorry, sorry i'm taken ghosts. Take my real flesh and blood. Yeah, ghosts. Here's the thing: ghosts do take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah, unlike human men, right? <laughs> um, can I get an uplifting Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, oh yes. To... I wish there was all time in the world of so many. Here, do you know what's interesting? Everyone that we've talked about so far has passed. Oh, that's true. Alan. Oh. Anna. Whoa. Carrie Whoa. Fisher now. Actually, I'm having a weird moment because that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a weird moment. We've hit that's the weird. weird. We found the weird of the episode. Yeah, we it's found now. the weird part of Guys, the episode. This is why we named right, the podcast Keep It Weird. Right Alan Dick, Anna Nicole Smith, and Carrie Fisher and now Carrie all Fisher. have ghost stories and are dead. Yeah. But Carrie Isn't Fisher did crazy? not have sex with a ghost. I'll say that. She didn't. You know what? But neither did Alan Thick. I'm pretty sure no <laughs> one who's... Well. No one who's died before has had a ghost story. That's never yeah, happened though. in the history yeah. of ever. So we have the weirdest podcast. We know everything. So it is just crazy that. that the last three in a row because they're like they they're more recent. Well, Al, I can't with Alan, my long Midwest A's on this podcast. The Midwest in me is taking Dude, over. But to I'm that. from yeah. California, and I still do that. Even before I came in in this room, I do that for no reason. So you have a Midwest heart as a California girl. So. Um, Alan Dick and Carrie Fisher what? were last yeah. year, so yeah. that's weird. And oh, Anna Nicole Smith, uh, oh. I mean, was a while ago now, but like still in recent times for us. Yeah, it's like, still it's, interesting. Yeah. I still remember that. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Was special effects? Was that a Midwest <laughs> dialect? I think that's or our own brain. Was no, that a I mean, that was just a complete like, <laughs> idiot accident, okay. but it just reminded me of like okay. the Midwest hell that I hear when I go Wonderful. back Wonderful. Okay, we have to move on. Carrie Fisher, I want to hear her <laughs> uplifting story. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so sweet. You think, I mean, a lot of people when I, I kind of put something on the like, hey, if you have anything, all my LA friends, if you have anything you want me to touch on, send me stuff. I'm willing to take <clears throat> your consideration into coming in this podcast. And everyone kept saying Carrie Fisher with her house, with her beautiful boho mansion, mm-hmm. which, you know, had been built by Robert Armstrong, who was King Kong's original captor in the original movie. He then sold it to Betty Davis, who then uh, sold it to Edith Head. Heed? Head. Heed. Ooh, ooh. I'm pretend I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was an Academy Award winning costume designer, though, so that's oh. cool. Oh, I think it would be that. Nope. She said she has said many times in many sources, never felt any presence, wasn't closed off to it, just never did. But she had... She's had a crazy life, as I'm sure you know, and I hope Who, everyone Carrie? listening knows. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Crazy life. A lot of cocaine. But, like, this story, oh, my God. It's really, it's tragic, but it's also so heartwarming. She had a friend named Greg Stevens. This is in 2005. Yeah, 2005. So he was thinking of settling in L.A. He's a good friend of hers, and he he's kind of a bit of a conflicting person. He was Republican, but he was super gay, and um, also was kind of a drug addict. So a lot of things that didn't quite line up, like his family had kind of kicked him on out of there, 
was kind of on the outs with them. And Carrie isn't somebody that would normally be thinking of Republicans as fun, as she said. Mm-hmm. But or they friends. Got along, yeah, or friends. <laughs> but uh, she got along with them really well and had a lot of fun with them. They're very close. So he's thinking of settling in L.A. and came to stay with her um, during the Academy Awards that year, uh, mostly for the parties. Which who wouldn't? I would definitely jump. Yeah, on I would. Yeah. Why not? What year was this that he stayed with her? Two thousand five. Okay. So it's not that long not ago. That long ago, I know. Although, goddamn, now thinking that is quite actually a while yeah. just kidding. It's two thousand eight. Excuse me, nineteen ninety nine was ten years ago, right, guys? Right, guys? <sighs> I don't Can't know. Talk about it. I don't know. So they went to the awards, did all that. She came home early and went to bed. He came home later and stayed in her bed because his assistant was also there, and she took the guest room. Carrie didn't know her, so she'd rather sleep with her friends than random girl. So he came, went to bed. She wakes up first in the morning. He She kind of leans over and like tries to wake him up. Like, oh, hey, do you have fun? Boop, boop, boop. Doesn't wake up. Doesn't respond. No. She starts feeling weird. Gets up. Runs around the other side of the bed. Is like pounding on him. Screaming at him to wake up. Does not respond. Clearly, he is dead. So she calls 911. Uh, it's just she kind of feels like she blinked out for a little bit and just is in shock. She's probably yeah. in shock. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucked up, especially when you first wake up. Later, they find he did die of heart failure. He's only 42. Oh, and if oh you look at God. pictures of him, such a young man. He doesn't even look 40. I mean, what a sweet young chap. Well, and she kind of blamed herself, even though clearly she had nothing to do with it, but it was on her watch. It was in her bed. Like, why didn't I stay up and stay with him and make sure... We did the same things at the same time, but yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I know. Really? Right. Uh, and <clears throat> so- It's not your child. It's, it's not, not your child. Thing. He's an adult it's man. He's your friend, but like he wanted to party and like be kind of on his drug addict type where she at that time was not, Yeah, you know, like she's mm-hmm. she's not trying to do that mm-hmm. life. Uh, so I'm sure she got over that. She seems, by the time I'm seeing her tell the story, she seems more at peace with things because of the following- she started feeling a strong presence in the house immediately. Immediately. Also, didn't change it. Like, didn't change the bed. Didn't uh, get rid of the bed. I would have just been like, chuck the bed, chuck I the know, stuff. Like, light it on fire. Like, don't sleep in that bed, even though he's yeah. your friend. What? Uh, so she keeps everything and lives her life, tries to continue. She feels a strong presence. Like, she described it heavy in the air, like a liquid, like she was constantly surrounded by an aura, which I thought was kind of beautiful. Yeah. Because she doesn't really see us as negative, just overwhelming, if yeah. anything. And it was to the point where she would come home every day and greet him uh, in a playful way, like I do with the very boring ghost in my house. Just, hello, yeah. hi. Yeah. I know you're here. <laughs> I know you're here. Hi. Just going to greet you, even you. if you're not here. Just doing it for me. Mostly, but also because I can feel you. And she started hearing noises like she would have. She even had like a skeptical boyfriend over at one point uh, who they ended up hearing like things moving in the kitchen that there's no way. And even he left like, damn, there's something going on here. Yeah. And one night that this is kind of the pinnacle of it. She's writing in the same bed in the same room where it all happened. It's crazy. Uh, she could hear an odd noise from the other bedroom uh, where he had kept a lot of his clothes while he was staying there. A lot of his possessions were still there. She just didn't change anything. And <clears throat> she realized it was the sound coming out of a gag toy that she and George Lucas each had when they were riding together on uh, Young Indy. If you remember oh, that, yeah, I just got yeah. my dude some like playing cards and like trading cards for that show. It had a cool 3D one. <laughs> it comes amazing. with 3D glasses and you put it on and it's young indie like running. So 
they both have this toy that um if you remember like yak back where you record something it says something oh like yes that. it's kind of like that but it has these pre-recorded phrases that would circulate so it had all these delightfully crass phrases that it would circulate through but she kept hearing it go off on the same phrase which was you fucking talking to me you fucking talking to me over and over and over and over what? like it would wait a minute like just when you finally get used to being quiet you do it again wow and she started getting kind of freaked out and annoyed. Because yeah, like, no. shut up. Yeah. So she started feeling scared, but she finally gets up and goes to confront it. And she picks it up, and it does it again right in her hand. You fucking talking to me? Ooh, and oh she just God. screams, Greg, stop it. And <laughs> I guess it kind of stopped. Like, it didn't do it again that night. Certainly not. And she goes and kind of cries to her agent, is having a heartfelt conversation, who directs her to a psychic, mm-hmm. which um, is a friend of hers. It's not like some random psychic that you see in NoHo. Right. You right. Know, that one the that always has reader. the weird yes. uh, mannequin out front. Yes. Yes. It's raining oh, and it's God. so sad. I hate it. <laughs> not so I want to go love. just to appease that poor mannequin. <laughs> but uh, the psychic says that he, you know, he kind of got taken out abruptly and couldn't really abs- accept his death and leaving all this behind when he was just thinking of settling here and really starting his life like out he's finally out man. as a gay man right. and like in the inns in Hollywood and like finally getting what he wants out of life finally like, maybe not, not being a Republican anymore yeah yeah sure. well I want to know what would have happened with that god damn it and so he was literally trying to live through Carrie like physically, emotionally, all of it, and so the devastation. Which is why is she shared. felt the the aura completely yeah. surrounding yes. her all the Just time. The yeah, constant that presence of him being there. Ugh. I Duh. can't even living in that really the same. But I just can't get over that part. She even at the end, like she's crying through the story because even though this was recorded recently, imagine that happening to you. Like this clearly still affected yeah. her. But don't she, ever get over that. No. And even though she was upset, she's like, you know, I never see this as negative and I don't want you to think me like crying as this being a negative impact on my life. Like it was such a special moment. And, you know, he really like she felt honored that he wanted to stick with her until he was ready to move on. Yeah. And it kind of ended not on a cliff note, but just she didn't say like, it's not happening anymore. It just yeah. seemed like it had all come together and made peace. Yeah. And now she's gone and we have to make peace with that. Mm-hmm. But incredible well i think stuff like that is also very comforting to someone who maybe fears death in some way so when you experience something like that even though it's super scary it's also a little bit comforting to know like once my heart stops beating and they take my body away and i get buried or cremated like it's not the last thing I'll ever do. Sure. Yeah. And it seems like he had some fun. He was clearly pranking her. Right. Yeah, he was clearly <laughs> really playing being with the like toy. a goofball, wow. which I like to hear. But fuck that, though, too. I know. But I'd also fuck so all of that. Out. Yeah. What if so it was like his voice coming through? I know. It too? Can you Are imagine? you serious? Like, Greg! <laughs> Greg, stop it! <laughs> Have you guys seen the Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher documentary? The two of them, no, bright life. I've heard so much about it. It's not seen it yet. Phenomenal. It's so good. I highly recommend it. Just the whole time you were talking, like in telling her story, I just kept imagining like other stories that she tells during that documentary. I'm like, she is a fascinating woman. Like, I want to read everything. Incredible. I want to see that so bad. Is it on a platform I can watch? No, I'm trying to remember. I want to say it's on HBO. I need someone's login. I'll trade you my Hulu. I'll trade you my. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's somewhere that you can watch it. And Not I think it would even be worth like renting for two ninety nine if that's your option. Because I'll it's do it. yes. it's fascinating to hear the history of Debbie and Carrie and how like you understand why Carrie didn't like her for a number of years because she was such an overbearing mom, but then the way they came back together in their later That's years so and like and Carrie's lived daughter. on the same property. Like, yeah, and Carrie's daughter was there. But they lived like a tiny little five minute walk away from each other and were just so in love and like Debbie even dying so close yeah. after her. It's like she truly was brokenhearted because they were just two peas in a pod. It's a very <laughs> good documentary. Didn't they also like collect... I mean, I know Carrie certainly did, but I think together they would find like little bits of Hollywood together and buy those items. And oh, they yeah. eventually wanted to like display it as a museum. They did. But it never worked out. But they still had like in her little boho mansion, you can see pictures inside of it. They had all these interesting like props and artifacts from Hollywood. Yeah, and- they both did. Aww. Like their houses were so cool because of the stuff they had collected. They were the coolest. Will we be that cool? I hope. <laughs> Will we be I that pray. cool? Guys, guys. I pray. I just love it. If I... <sighs> It would be nice to be rich enough to be that cool. I know. You know what I mean? It takes a For lot sure. more like commas in your paychecks than I Hell have. Yes. I have Hell to be yes. that cool. I need that Star Wars comma. money to do some I cool stuff. Star Wars money. money. <laughs> yeah. Last but not least, there's a couple cool haunted places in LA. We each have one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yours is in Culver. In Culver. Bringing Culver. it back Yay! to Culver. <laughs> So, Hear that, mom? Lots of Culver. Let's go back to Culver. <laughs> also, I saw when I was pulling up, I keep finding fun things, pulling up my little links. I feel like I keep coming back with tidbits. Batman mm-hmm. with what's his face? Who, Who was the first Which Christopher? Oh, I'm getting Christopher Reeves. Yeah, I was like George what? Reeves. Wait, Superman? Wait, George. What? The first Superman. <laughs> you said Batman. Sorry, Batman. I meant Superman. It's like the drink. Adam Whiskey West? punch. Who was the first one? Now I'm getting uh, crossed on my Reeves. <laughs> it's Reeves or Reeve? Reeve Reeves? First Who was the first hey, one? It's Reeve. Guy. I found out it did um, some filming at Culver Studios. Oh. So what connections all around? Uh, George Reeves. It's gotta be right, Reeves. Yeah, yeah, Reeves. There we go. I need to sleep. Um, me three. <laughs> v tired. So anyway, I thought that V tired. I thought that was an interesting connection with all the Culver talk that we had. Yeah, and also there's been lots of yachts talked about this yes, evening. We that's what I was thinking of too. Yeah, I've never been on one. Have you been on a yacht? Studios and yachts, y'all. No, when you were talking about that earlier about the guy getting killed on the yacht, I was yeah. like, yeah. Like, wait a second. I know. I thought of you. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> um. Okay. So there is a movie called The Entity, which is pretty good and pretty creepy. It's not like the best movie ever but it's all right and there is an actual house that this movie is based on which is in culver city not too far away from my apartment which is scary and cool at the same time <laughs> so it's this Let's cute go. which is i know so we're gonna go adventure great. so it's this cute little yellow house that looks so cheery on the outside you would never guess that anything is going on there but in 1974 um, paranormal researchers Carrie Gaynor and Barry Taff were getting a lecture at a local bookstore when they were approached by a woman about 30 years old named Doris Bither. I don't know if it's Bither or Bither. We'll say, we'll say Bither. 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 Bither sounds better. Bither better. 
Um, bitter, better, lived- <laughs> butter, butter, <laughs> bitter, so better, butter, bitter, better, better. She was living in a small house nearby with her family. Bither overheard the men talking about paranormal activity, and she claimed that her home was haunted. In a subsequent interview with investigators, she told them that she had numerous spirits in her home, and they were beings known for producing banging on walls, strange voices, weird lights flashing on and off, and the most Jeez. frightening, she had been beaten and Ooh. raped by what? these forces. Yep, bringing Not it to like the Anna real Nicole estate. Smith. Not like Anna Nicole. It was not <laughs> no, pleasant. Was she not was pleasant. hurt. She did not enjoy it. So Taff and Gaynor, these paranormal researchers, initially disbelieved this woman, like thought she was crazy. They're like, okay, Doris. I'm like, it's all right. All and right, also, Doris. <laughs> and they said that some Take of the things easy. she was saying sounded like sleep paralysis. And they were like, hey, sometimes people go through this. I think this might be what you're doing. However... The two of them changed their minds when they were witnesses to the events that came forward, several of which were family members who came to them and said, we have seen Doris being tossed around through the air like a rag doll. Jesus. In one instance, Doris's son attempted to intervene when he heard screaming and he was thrown across the room, breaking his arm (gasps) on their wall. Coffee pot? Coffee coffee maker. That. (laughs) Not during this story of all stories. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus. Why now? <laughs> I know. Why did that coffee pot have to do that during the story? So her son was thrown across Just the room warning. breaking his arm. <laughs> While Taff and Gaynor performed their first in- investigation of the f- of the home, they noticed that the house lights flickered occasionally, but they didn't think anything of it. They were just sort of like, all right, they're flickering lights, but um, seemed a little bizarre. And then during their first interview with Doris's teenage son in the kitchen, the cabinets flung open and pots and pans fell violently without anyone touching them. Everyone immediately became suddenly aware of the presence in the room and they started to take pictures and every camera that was taken on their Polaroid um, didn't develop properly, came out really fuzzy or completely white. Doris was immediately removed white, from the house. Because there was a ghost butt in front of it. Was, <laughs> it was a big old ghost butt. Doris was immediately removed from her home and to the astonishment of the investigators, the bizarre phenomena disappeared and pictures taken with that same camera functioned normally when Whoa. Doris was gone. So that's interesting. Oh, so it was her fault. Yeah, it's so all it was, Doris. Maybe it wasn't the house. Bad. It was her. The investigation lasted 10 weeks, during which Doris described horrific encounters with numerous beings, one being a kind of huge humanoid, which she, she would refer to as the Entity, which comes the name oh. of the Hollywood movie. Oh my God. She would constantly call it the Entity to her family and to everyone. She also said she saw two smaller beings that accompanied it and helped hold her down during attacks for the bigger one. Whoa. The, in the most famous report from this whole story, more than 30 researchers were present as Doris attempted to summon spirits into her bedroom they all came into the house to like do this big witness investigation yeah um doris began to curse and yell at the spirits and to the surprise of many strange lights began to appear around the room and a greenish fog began to form in a corner of the house swirling and growing within seconds the shape of a man's upper torso began to manifest through the the fog many witnesses claim it was very clearly a male entity it was big and muscular but it had no face one researcher fainted after seeing this phenomenon and several others had to look away recording cameras failed only managing to grab very blurry images and one of the only like clear photos that came it just looks like there's a big like white arc of light floating in the middle of the room 
So nothing was even recorded because apparently cameras never worked during these things. At the end of the investigation, the researchers recommended that Doris move out immediately. (laughs) So Doris and her family took the advice and moved to Texas, but still maintained contact with the researchers to see if they found anything else. But as soon as Doris left, the attacks completely disappeared and nothing else happened in the home. But Doris continued to be attacked in Texas. So it did turn out to be Doris was being followed by something but nothing was ever as bad as it was in that Culver home. And our children have come forward have come forward actually very recently to talk about it even more, saying absolutely everything our mom said was true. She never once lied. She even told us back in the day that she once thought she was pregnant with the entity's child, but may have had a miscarriage. And that little yellow house without any renovations is still sitting in Culver City. No today. fucking way. Mm. Who was in the movie The Entity? Why don't I know? I know I'm it? trying to think. It's not like a super popular oh, movie I at all. It was like, like it's not big. Like no, a, I mean know. I've, I've seen, seen it because I feel like it's on so, Netflix. Like when was it that I even saw that? I think it was on it's Netflix no during Halloween. It's not remember. great. I mean, it's I a like very it's creepy terrible, premise. Like especially when you hear that it's on a true story, it's very good. But it's just like. It's what we've talked about. There's so many possession and demon movies that it kind of, I feel like, fell into, like, yeah. it's just another one. Yeah. But in, like, in the sense that this really happened to a woman, it's very cool. They really should have leaned into more of the, like, faceless buff dude ghost, I, like Slenderman's oh, cousin Shane that. or something. <laughs> like, what? Slenderman's what is cousin this? Shane? Like, definitely <laughs> capitalized on this shit. What the fuck? Got her pregnant and abandoned her. Classic bro move. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Trash dick leaving that woman. And I do love. What year was this? That after all of it, the researchers were like, after studying this case, we recommend that you get the fuck out of Culver City. Like just go away. Like that's the only thing I can recommend to you right now. Burn it down. Sell all your shit. That's the Burn the official house down. opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Peel, peel your skin uh, off. Hey, you should <laughs> uh, get Leave the it fuck there out of here. In the center yeah, of go the away. room and get on out of there. Crazy town. Ugh, Good. You need to tell me the cross streets of that. I need to go. I know. I can yeah, tell. If you could, I don't like, know look what that up the nearest please. intersection is, but I can tell you. I mean, this is very public information. Definitely. It's 11547 Braddock Drive. Mom, does that sound familiar? My mom grew up in Culver <laughs> City and had a poltergeist what? named Charlie. What area so maybe it was is your near mom there. around? I, don't. I need to find out what street she was at at that point, but her childhood home, they all just recognize it as normal. Oh, there's Charlie throwing stuff around again. Whoa. So I'll have to ask her and get back to you. Culver City's what got if, some ghosts. What if Culver City is like Poltergeist Central? I kind of think it is. Poltergeist Central. It's Culver City. Like, literally before this episode, I was looking up Culver Studios because I knew there were like a couple stories here and there. But even just Googling like Culver ghost story, a million stories popped yeah, up. Yeah, all these really? people like... All these streets in Culver City are supposedly haunted because it's been around with studios for so long. It used to be like such a hub for movie making. And it still does a lot, but it's a lot and more. It wasn't like a nice area for so long. Yeah. It was really And then it was not absolute trash. And now yeah. it's yeah. But let's just hail Tito's tacos for a moment. Just you know, give yes. oh, Tito's moment of silence for Tito's tacos. Um and it's also nice the whole like <laughs> Indian burial ground that's underneath Culver yes. City. Oh shit. I forgot about that. Don't that's say things oh. like that because I have to go home and sleep there this evening. Nope. And you should feel the bad about your Culver Hotel. Forever. Have a five-minute walk to get to my apartment, so I'm for sure getting haunted by them. Do you hear chanting? <laughs> um, okay, so I this one is personal to me. Yes. 
because I didn't find out it was haunted until years later after I had 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 experiences there myself. The Pantages Theater in Hollywood, which is essentially the theater to see Broadway touring shows in Los Angeles, was originally a movie theater. Um, And this was back when going to the movies was like a black tie event. Where you like got yeah. dressed up to go this to the is picture. Your thing you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um it also hosted the Oscar ceremony for two years in the fifties. So I heard that fancy place. Wow. Anyway, it was owned by Howard Hughes when he ran RKO when he ran RKO Studios. RKO Studios made King Kong, earlier, which is okay. what I was like. Did it's they all make King connecting Kong? Guys. I'm sure. yeah, we guys um, were so good. Wow. <laughs> we planned this really well. Uh, and his plush offices still remain on the second floor of the building. They've been turned into conference rooms, but whatever. This was actually the building that Howard Hughes went batshit crazy in. Mm. So he locked himself away for years and years as he became more and more paranoid and crazy town. If you guys know uh, anything about Howard Hughes, I won't go go into it, but he lost his damn mind. So Mm -hmm. Hughes has been seen there many times in the offices and his footsteps are heard throughout the building. Assistants, uh, I don't know about this one, but assistants in the outer office know he's approaching when the room fills with the smell of cigarette smoke, <laughs> which apparently Hughes hated. So I don't know why they think that that's him that's weird. walking in when they smell the cigarette he smoke. Like someone's cologne like, or like something recognizable. Like, no. Yeah, but, you know, there's a, a distinct. Maybe that's his personal hell. Yeah, oh, maybe. Oh, no. Oh, God, it's... he's just trapped in cigarette smoke <laughs> hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. But it's a distinct it's like yeah, <laughs> wafting of cigarette smoke moving through the building. So whether it's Howard Hughes or someone else, it's something. He's he's also been seen striding around a corner and walking through a wall, which they have discovered used to be the original doorway to his office. Oh, that makes so much sense. Oh. Yes. Yes. It's so not much of us walking anymore. through walls, yeah. it's because the layout has changed. Yeah, the layout has so changed. That's in why the original Thomas dimension Inch was the walking layout. through walls because yes. of the yes. renovations. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I hate these fucking renovations yeah. you did on Culver yeah. Studios. I refuse to recognize I'm this reality. I'm going to walk through this yeah. wall. Bye-bye. That's why some people think that like renovations usually up activity because the ghosts are either upset that things are changing or they're confused and they don't know like why these things are happening. A former executive assistant whose name is Carla Rubin felt his presence primarily in the conference room, which used to be, like I said, used to be, I probably shouldn't talk with my microphone, Um, (laughs) which used to be his personal office she says there's something about the temperature of the room a coldness i would feel a wind go past me when there was no air on she would also hear a lot of bumping and banging and the clicking of brass handles on desk drawers as if someone was frantically rummaging through a desk she'd run in only to find the room empty and very cold after vandals broke in and damaged the upper balcony, um, the ghostly activity increased and was witnessed by mem- many members of the staff. She said it seemed like someone was very mad or upset. Mm-hmm. A female presence has also settled into the Pantages. This is crazy. Back in 1932, a female patron died in the mezzanine during a show, Whoa, which is horrifying. That's sad. I couldn't find any information on how she died, but I did see that on several websites. I'm so curious. I don't know if it was like from her makeup. Is it that a heart attack? She got done. She she got died. I don't know if she got died. She got died. She got died. Hello. So that's already horrifying. But when the auditorium is dark and quiet, the voice of a woman can be heard singing. Sometimes in the day, 
but mostly late at night after everyone has gone home. Is it good? Now, this is crazy. Her voice has even been picked up on microphones on stage and carried over the monitor during live performances. Yes. What the crazy. Uh, engineers have actually picked up the voice of someone who is not visible on oh stage. That God. is nuts. But is she talented or yeah. is yeah, it yeah, the apparently, voice? Yeah, apparently. Did we want to um, I've heard that this? she, you know, the, the lore is that she was uh, a young actress who was in Hollywood to try and make it in film and, and she wanted to do musicals. And she would go to the theater oh. to see musicals. So she kind of oddly got very what sad. she wanted all along. Yeah, and now and she's singing the afterlife. at the pantry. She is amazing. finally getting to sing. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Aww. Happy for what her. You, you look really at her feeling life. her, <laughs> One story that is super fascinating happened in 2010, which is around the time I made my first visit, which I will talk about really quickly. Um, but a wardrobe lady was the last to leave the darkened theater. As she walked towards a side exit in the auditorium, the emergency lights along the aisles went out. In complete darkness, she stumbled and bumped into something. Completely disoriented, she couldn't find her way out of the theater, which sounds like my worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. In the dark, someone took her elbow and helped her up and with a firm hand guided her towards the door. She opened it, letting in some light, and the woman turned around to thank her rescuer, but no one was in there with her. I mean, thanks, but... I mean, thank you, but fuck. thank you, but what the fuck? Please don't touch me. <laughs> no, who you is? <laughs> um. So now that is the proper response. Thank you. Who you is? <laughs> I done died. <laughs> I, I done, done died. Who you is? <laughs> when I visited the Pantages, yeah. um, I've been there three times in my life. Uh, once I was there for I. Th- if I remember correctly, it was like a holiday party because at the time I was dating Michael. Yeah, and he was an usher there. And I'm trying to get my timeline right. So I of your own life, of Not my own story. life story. Totally. Easy. I could, I, well, two of the times like I get so mixed up, but I felt so uncomfortable and I didn't know if it was because I didn't know anyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first year in Hollywood. So I didn't I was like right out of college. I didn't have like a lot of confidence. Even if you did when you get here, I, it's a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I didn't know anyone there. No one was like particularly like nice to me. Like no one was particularly welcoming. It's not mm-hmm. like the Midwest where you walk in a room and everyone's asking a million questions sure. about you and they're actually yeah. interested. Well, so. you need to be able to like offer somebody something they want or need exactly. or else they know your existence. So, yeah. that's oh, so how can you help me in some way? That's why like nothing really happened that night, but I was extraordinarily uncomfortable. And at the time I just chalked it up to like I was in a room with a bunch of people I didn't know. No one was super nice to me. That's why. Then I ended up going to see a show there for free. I, I got to see Avenue Q. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Gosh, I love Avenue Michael, Q. my boyfriend at the time, got free tickets sometimes for working as there. As he should. We went to see Avenue Q, which as you guys know, not like a not a stressful show. Mm-mm, not no. a show it's that so should fun. make no. you. The opposite. I ended up having to leave at intermission because I couldn't breathe and I felt like I felt like someone was sitting on my chest. I felt like someone, like, I felt like a, a ton of pressure on my chest. My palms were really sweaty and I couldn't stop, like, mess, like, I could, I was wringing my hands. Yeah. And I started feeling really agitated. And, like, no one was really sitting around us. I wasn't overcrowded. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I did, I have always suffered from anxiety. So at the time, I just thought I was having some sort of anxiety attack. 
Um, but I couldn't go back into the theater at intermission and we left. Mm-hmm. And I left at intermission, didn't see the rest of the show. Again, at the time, was like, well, that was weird. But I had an anxiety attack for some reason. Yeah. So then the last time I went there, I went to see a Book of Mormon. Oh, I saw that there as well. Bought the tickets. First of all, not cheap (laughs) at all. Do I want to? So (laughs) I bought full full price tickets, which it's not like it wasn't crazy, but it's still like seventy five dollars for these tickets. So worth it though. It was so worth it. I had to leave it intermission again. No, for Book of Mormon. For Book of Fucking Mormon. Ashley. Press. seriously the, so but the sad, thing is wow. it's like this was one of the most fun nights of my life i was with a group of friends we went out to eat beforehand laughing having fun wasn't drunk like wasn't under the influence go in so happy to be there so excited to see the show sit down almost immediately same thing and i wasn't thinking about the last time because again it didn't it didn't strike me as like this was a paranormal experience I yeah had. it struck me as i had this anxiety attack because of xyz mm-hmm. I couldn't remember, like, maybe Michael and I got in a fight that night. Maybe, right. I don't know. And immediately, I felt like someone was sitting on my chest. I felt angry, like, immediately angry. I felt immediately, like, paranoid. I, my hands were sweaty. Um, my whole body was sweaty the second time, actually. Like, my clothes were sticking to me. I felt awful. I ended up feeling <sighs> really sick. At intermission, we went outside cause, so a couple people could have a cigarette. And I went outside and got some fresh air. And I f- immediately felt so much better. And then mm. when we went to go back inside, I started feeling nauseous because I just did not. My body was like, don't take me back yeah. in there. Your body you refuses know something to be you don't realize you know. Just so I yeah. went home. So oh, that was the last time this. I went to. Um, yeah, because it's too good of a theater to yeah. not be in there. I know. I like we need to get. So, you <laughs> oh, and also I forgot about this one. I the second this was only the third time I was there. I was I smelled something awful like sulfur i don't know no i don't think it was like sulfur i it smelled like smelling death no i really i remember saying to one of my friends i i asked them if they smelled it because i thought like a a, it was an it's an old theater i thought maybe like a mouse had died under one of the seats (gasps) that's pretty distinct like i've unfortunately roadkill that smells like yeah Yeah. so weird so i left it intermission after that i was like okay what the fuck I didn't know anything about the theater. I researched it, found all this stuff out. And what struck me the most was Howard Hughes. Just the fact that he spent like the last years of his life there going, it's like slowly losing his mind. Yeah. And he turning on everyone around him and yeah. thinking that everyone was out to get him. And it's seriously how I would feel if I had to spend too much time in that place. Right. So mm-hmm. the Already question right for me is, is something going on there that was there before Howard Hughes that caused his spiral into insanity? Right. Or was I feeling whatever energy was left over there that belonged to Howard Hughes sure. when he was in that space? Could be either. But yeah. whatever it Especially is, I can't sensitive. go to the Pantages Theater. And I know Which that makes now. makes me so shame. sad because I love that this. theater. I see so I many can't. shows I, like, there. I know, and I don't want to make awful. you go. Like but I don't want you to have a bad night. low but. level, like no pressure event. You could go and like test it out. Yeah, if someone wanted to buy yeah, me see if it's still again. happening. I know if hey, I could just bring know? you as then a date to a free show. I could Man. never do that. I don't have any money, but that would be great. <laughs> yeah. We're all poor here. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're That's pushing. Insane. I know this. Is, uh, it was pretty crazy, and to know like now know what went on there. It's kind of like and the same okay. feeling every time. Yeah, it's, especially when you're used to dealing with your anxiety, it all kind of seems to blend together, but. 
That really stands out. Same well, place, that's, multiple yeah, that's, times. I've that's had, too weird yeah, to I've just say it's anxiety. Anxiety attacks before that have oh, yeah. come out of nowhere, but mm-hmm. I can always trace back like the catalyst. Yeah. Whether it was the day before, mm-hmm. whether it was the hour before, I can Same. always eventually go, oh, mm-hmm. yep, it was that totally. thing. And this both times, I it cannot. It made no sense. No. It was the first the time, yes. The first time made sense because I, you know, like I said, it could have been. Yeah. A bunch of people I didn't know. They weren't super nice to me. They were all like Hollywood actor, wannabe actors working as really ushers. Not fun like, dealing no. with that. There's also just good not a fun party. Yeah. Drinks, but no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before we go, I do want to hear your personal story. I was going to yes. say, Jack, so I think we boy. Oh boy, it's like, pretty can't short. End the podcast. It's pretty short. That. And the only notes I have are just because, like, if I want to throw in a little. History. history i do not need any goddamn notes on my story <laughs> yeah. and like yes this happened in eighth grade so maybe some things are a little flushed out like maybe i'm forgetting some things whatever Did anyone hear the sound that came yes, out of that like, ah. she went, ah. it was like a very high-pitched squeak she's during the story look she's like right next to me now she wants to be involved in this story tell Come me on. the story blair you yeah like jack Gabby london do you love jack london over. well his wife which is really what the story is about her nickname Kitty. So, hey, oh, oh, and then Gabby, Gabby jumped up on the, the couch. So right as I said that, and her bubbles in my face. Yes, yeah, and it's great. No, I love it. She I love it. That. I live for the uh, cat. But explain who Jack London is. Oh boy. So just little. Just I'll just keep briefly, it as short as possible. Yeah. Jack London, you probably read in middle school. Like this, mm-hmm. this happened to me in eighth grade because of a. Uh, she's purring because of a um, extra credit assignment. Uh, that I did and I had been reading White Fang but mm-hmm. other people were reading Call the Wild also his other I big one White is Fang. The Sea Wolf notice these are all wolf based things yeah he's, he's really into it <laughs> he decided to in very very short he decided to purchase some um, property in Sonoma Valley I'm from Sonoma County I'm from Santa Rosa hello 707 what's up uh, and it's 618 <laughs> that's yes okay <laughs> I it's see Illinois. what's going on here. Uh, he ended up purchasing, all in all, at the end of it, 1,400 acres. Um, Whoa. Mostly Glen Ellen, which uh, is beautiful. I mean, my hometown area is all like redwoods. It's just yeah. glorious. And he built the Wolf House, which is the main and a hub on that property. You can go tour there now. And um, he also had Beauty Ranch, which is where most of the like smaller structures and land and like livestock were on. But his second wife, I can never remember how to pronounce her first name. It'll never come up again. But is it Charmian? It's not Charmaine. Not Charmaine. Because it's I A N. Is it Charmian? I should know this Charmian. since I studied this. Charmian. 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 <laughs> Doesn't matter because her Doesn't matter is Kitty because died. her last oh, name God, was Kittred. Also, Kitty. she is in fact dead. <laughs> also, in fact, oh, she is wow. indeed a dead well, we'll person. Well, we call her Kitty. Now, so fine. Kitty. Kitty That's forever. all you need to know. Kitty forever. Yes. I don't even remember touring the Wolf House. And when I was looking up pictures of this giant property, which a lot of it burned down, but the ruins are still there and there's still beautiful structures there. Don't remember any of this experience. Must have been a good tour. I guess it was. I guess they were real knowledgeable. (laughs) And I guess the beauty of it really struck me to my soul because the only thing I remember is coming out of the Wolf House and seeing these wooden, like, hand-done signs of like something, something this way, Kitty's house this way. And we had been talking to some knowledgeable person, employee in the building who told us, oh, you should go there. No one really goes out there. It's a bit of a walk. But if you're willing to do the walk into the woods, 
it's kind of nice to see these little ruins of her little personal house. So she she was uh, in very short. She was kind of a badass. She was raised in Oakland. No use. She went to Mills. She was like a musician, a singer, a feminist. She was brought up with vegetarianism, socialism, um, definitely taught about modern sexual activities. She also nice. rose, cool. rode cross saddle when all other women were riding, side you know, side saddle, English, hey, style, English style. So she was kind of cool. But she also had bouts of depression is what they called it when you look at writings. But it really seemed more based in like hallucination and paranoia, like maybe bordering towards schizophrenia, but they didn't really know what was going on at that time. Okay. Uh, especially when she had a miscarriage at one point, like she would just have these mm. bouts. So she had her own couple different properties, but like house on the property that was just hers. And she would just want when she's not promoting his writing or even after he died, promoting his works and her own works, she would want to spend her time in this solitary place. It was her space okay. out in the fucking middle of the woods. And it was not, very big, but it was sort of Winchester Mansion-y in the fact that she would have like secret rooms or mm -hmm. uh, windows that were coming out of the ground with bars on them, and it's like halfway out. Why? Things like that. Interesting. Why on Earth? Yeah. Okay. Real weird. So my dad and I walk out there, and we're just looking around. We notice that there's a um, little hand-drawn blueprints of what it used to look like, kind of bordering it. And he's on one side, or on the other. It's small enough to where. If we're standing on the other side, you can still talk to each other at pretty normal volume. And I'm sure a lot of time has gone by, but the main point of it is I was looking around and happened to be leaning down in the ruins at one of those windows jutting halfway out of the ground, just kind of transfixed for a moment. And all of a sudden, thanks, Gabby. All of a sudden, I feel this whoosh of wind and this ringing in my ear so loud that makes me stand up straight. And I look at my dad and just stand up too. And we both had this moment of, you know, maybe we should get out of here. Something doesn't Ooh. feel right. This doesn't feel like we're welcome here. Yeah. Doesn't feel like we should be here. It's her space. It's her space. Right. We didn't really know this at the time, though. Sure. We didn't know this at all for the most part. And yeah, let's let's head on out of here. Yeah. And it gets worse. We're walking out it's kind of normal piece like man that was kind of strange but glad we came this is fun a tree creaks normal happens these trees are not very thick at this point totally could creak another one okay and then another one okay and then another one and another one another and all these trees around us are just like making noise and at this point we're pretty much running back through the woods and we get to the car. It was like Snow White. Yes, yes, it was. It was like <laughs> I was going to say it's like the ritual. It was crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. We need to talk about that oh later. By the we'll way. <laughs> and I forget how long it was after we experienced that, but he had remembered that his first wife, Kate, who's a little older than him, and also a real practicing witch at the time, which was what seventies. <laughs> Gabby knew that. She had been the ones who had drawn those pictures. <gasps> and what's Whoa. really weird is if you're look, I don't know if they're still up because it's forever ago because I'm old. If you look at those drawings, they stop before they were completed. And it's because oh. she would have to sit in the middle of the structure and kind of draw from perspective. And she had felt, at least this is what he told me back then, is that she had felt a presence as well. And she'd also had that wind experience I had had. And I think he had said that she had heard someone tell her to get out of there. 
And as soon as she had heard an actual voice tell her and feel give her that feeling, tell of her like you are not welcome. Out. I you don't want you here. I don't want you here. Get out of here. She never went back. And so, Whoa. at least at the time when you're walking around looking at all the drawings, these are beautiful. All of a sudden, they just end half like halfway through a drawing. That's why. She and got out. it's so sad. It's beautiful that all this land had been dedicated to the state of California. It's yeah. great that we can tour there. Mm-hmm. What a piece of history. But so tragic that all she wanted was to be left alone for that space specifically. Yeah. yeah. Not the rest of the property, just that space. And yet there's probably more people going there now than had ever gone while she was alive. Yeah. Right? How upsetting. If I was running the place, of course, there would be like velvet ropes around it. Right. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, this was her special place. Don't come near it. In life and death, she does not like anyone coming push near her boundaries. it. Do not push her. Like, she likes her space. You can I get know. a peek, but that's it. You can look at the outside. You don't have to go inside. It's basically go. ruined. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's, what's that? Yeah, she does. She's not taking visitors. No, she's actually not. She's you're not. actually too close, right where you are. Please, actually, if you're cologne, breathing, a little abrasive. No. Oh, they have to so ask you to leave. <laughs> you're talking too loud. We have to go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, was that crazy? That's nutty. That was what maybe. 12, it's always 15. nice to have yeah, uh, um, someone to corroborate your story to. Yes, when it doesn't. My dad. Just my dad was there. You. The yeah. fact that you have your dad now to have that story with, so that you're not just telling mm-hmm. the story and having everyone be like, "Okay, Blake." Yeah, because like child. you know, right? Like, no. Yeah, there. You know, especially if, for example, just like talking about this, the Pantages, um experiences I had. You know, I always had someone with me who could say like, "Yeah, she fucking freaked out," but yeah. like they didn't experience yeah, anything. They don't they really didn't smell right. what I smell. They didn't blah, 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 blah. Right. That's what's nice about the escape room mm-hmm. because Ugh. other people witnessed well, it. Well, your friend has Please tell me video. more about that later. Yeah, and I have wow. to figure We're that out. I have to find out if he find has video. that video. All of it. Because it was fucking weird. Jesus. But, um... And also, you know, there were other times at the escape room where like multiple people would be working at the same time because occasionally you did have someone to work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd hear something fall in the other room when no one was in there. And it was like, thank God I'm not the only. Right. I'm not nuts. One who yeah. witnessed this. Like, I'm not going crazy. And something. there's video in every room. That's great. There's video. But the thing is, you watch the video and like you can't see anything fall, but you can hear it. It you, echoes like, it throughout. That's more disturbing. Yeah. I agree. To not be able to see what it is. Just you just hear <gasps> the sound and have to wonder. You have to wonder what it was. Is it the ghost of an object that fell in days past? Right? <laughs> right? Where right? does it end? Right? Where does it end? <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. I don't yeah, have a wow. voice anymore. We all or need to sleep weird. and rest I remember once. Hey, I'm, I'm so burpy in my just daily life. Oh, you know I what? I cannot believe I how well behaved I, I am. Yeah, you did. You didn't either. You know I'm what? disappointed I did. in you. At, you all mm. don't have memories. Ashley burped mm. once. Did I? You did oh. once. That's not <laughs> enough for me. It wasn't your usual belch every five seconds. That's for sure. But you hey, definitely had hey, one. Hey, I had a bar set coming Watch in it. here and you LaCroix. did not need it. <laughs> you know what? It's a little bit easier. One, I wasn't drinking LaCroix. Right. That's what I was saying. It's normally LaCroix burps. Two. I also think it's easier with our new equipment because I can yeah. go like this. That's true. Right. And come back and you can't even hear it. Anyways, that's all the time we have left for Keep It Weird. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Blair, for joining us today. Thank you, Blair. Yes. Best time so ever. Wonderful. It was Best so wonderful. Best time ever. What a great this episode. I did oh, not know we fun. would get three plus know. hours out I've of I had all these nope. extra notes just in case I fucked up and made it boring. <laughs> and we nope. went on for three hours. We went on. It was wonderful. So long. I, really I mean, we had... 
quite a few tangents, but I think they were great. <laughs> is there anything that you want to plug? Oh, right. Your Etsy page, obviously. www.etsy.com slash skeleton blood. slash shop. Slash skeleton blood. I put it in all caps. You don't have to, but I do that every time feels better really it's it the new year better. so i'm building yeah. up products right now there's only a few things up there but if you are a fan of um doughboys or real life sci-fi you might know yeah. the name Bugmane. there's oh. some legit Bugmane products up there as well as some of my own art new stuff coming soon instagram i don't have my own art Instagram yet because I'm very lazy. I just got you one know. like around the same time that I stopped making art. So you're <laughs> oh great. So, your timing so I'm perfect. ahead of the game. Everything's <laughs> on really my personal out. page right now, which is fun. Yeah. If you just want to see cats or memes that yes. I make. <laughs> um, yes, Blair um, is always. the meme queen. Oh my the god, the gift queen. I love memes. It's insane. Oh my god, love I hope you all enjoy it. The fact that you enjoy it makes me so goddamn happy. I'll keep doing it forever now. The thing is, is that like they're so bonkers <laughs> that I will see them and go what <laughs> and then later think about it and just laugh and laugh and laugh mm -hmm. that's the you only have to read them it's wonderful hope so. yeah my, i can't I wait to try right you now. now like what oh, that's like yeah. more important than even looking don't look at my art just wow <laughs> just look at the memes i guess i should just memes. make memes <laughs> that means i can't so wait to, to follow I didn't you even, on instagram honestly i didn't even know you made them i just oh, thought I you them. found them there's some that i will find Fine, but I always make sure to tag that. Repost, but ninety yeah. percent of the memes I put up there, I make. Oh my god, and that makes them so much more special. <laughs> I'm so glad I they didn't speak even know. to you. They speak You're volumes. the audience I want. That's it. <laughs> but if you can follow that at at Mandalorian underscore right armoire as we speak. It, oh yes. Oh man, this is I the best wasn't. day ever. It is a Star Wars pun. If you don't know how to spell it, it's all spelled how it sounds. Yeah, eventually I'll make an art Instagram. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Well, I mean, we are also tagging you in Facebook or Instagram posts. So right. if you want to oh, follow beautiful. Blair, you can go to our hey. Instagram, which is at Keep It Weird Cast. That's our Twitter, too, even though I don't remember the last time hey, we posted the best on Twitter. podcast ever. You guys are my favorite Thank podcast. You. Seriously. You're so sweet. We're so our good. favorite podcast. I hope too. so. <laughs> God damn. We love our we podcast. Love it. <laughs> you know what the only podcast I listen to is? This one. You need your own voice forever. Keep well, I have to edit it, so I don't know if it counts, but oh, it is like the only podcast mm. I listen to. Um, follow <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Do us a huge favor, please, and head over to iTunes and subscribe and rate our show five stars. It's the smallest little wonderful gesture that you could do for us, and it only requires about four minutes of your time. Keep liking and sharing our posts. That also helps us a lot. Please. And if you get a chance, head over to www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast to check out our Patreon page and see more ways that you can support and donate to the show. Blair, what's our sign off this week? Oh, I actually have a little poem. Oh, I wrote you a little poem. <gasps> I'm just a little so one. Excited. <laughs> what a great episode. What growing up? Am I crying? Am I pooping? It's all right, for sorry. you, Damien. Okay. Um, I could, I wanted to make it longer. Oh, like this is ridiculous. God, Let's sorry, not that do cool. that. I know we all love Tales from the Crypt. I love you, Tales from the Crypt more weird... than anything in the whole yes. world. Boils and ghouls, my time has come to an end. Though I'm getting the axe, I hope we're still friends. I must give some dead degree to our ghostesses too. Their entertainment 
Hills, the best kind of booze. Hey. <laughs> Some casts are enchanted by LaCroix burps from Ashley. Woo! I'm still convinced they're the calls of a banshee. Sometimes a Gabby will bump in the night, grave robbing her litter in a maniacal fright. <laughs> Always. Whether sticky or spooky, you'll find bones to pick here. They'll unearth all of that in which you most fear. And if there's one mantra to forever hold dear, have yourself pleasant screams and keep it weird. I want it framed in my house. Oh my god, that's so good. Did you call uh, those ghostesses? Yes. With the mostesses. Ghostesses with the mostesses. Blair, you yes. truly knocked it out of the park, not oh. only with your stories, but your sign off and being a fan. You are truly wonderful. Oh we god, love you. you. We love you so much. We Thanks can't wait to come back. cry in my bed alone tonight. We're all going to be how happy everything was today. <laughs> Guys, had some whiskey. we love Blair. We love you, and keep, keep it, it weird. weird.